Okay, then. Ron Wolfley. Ron Wolfley. What is up? <laughs> Witch buster. Extraordinaire. Love that guy. Luke Lipinski. Yay. Wolf and Luke. Arizona Sports. The local sports leader. Live from the auction community studio on this big red Tuesday morning. I don't know what it is. It's Tuesday. It's uh, it's Wolf and Luke. Wolf is not here right now. He will be here for the second half of the show, but right now in for Wolf is Lorenzo Alexander. So we appreciate this. What's going on, man? Always good to be in studio. Uh, doing well this morning. Um, yeah, things are great for me. And obviously last night it was hard to watch that game. I was actually out at uh, State Farm Stadium at the sports book out there with a couple of uh, other legends. And so we hung out, watched the first half there, and then I hit, booked home and finished off the game. And so maybe I should have stayed yeah. there because the first half <laughs> looked a lot better than the second half. So it was just a shame that this uh, this team is in this current state. Whatever everybody was doing for the first half last night, we need to do that for the whole game. <laughs> right. Right. Because yeah. the first half, look, it looked like the 49ers were going to win in the first half, but it was close. All the stats were close. It was a one-score game. I mean, you're playing with your backup quarterback. You're down a bunch of players. That was about the best you could ask for. The second half was about the worst you could ask for and and you know I will start this with the um the qualifier that I do think San Francisco is a Super Bowl contender. I think the Cardinals maybe made them look a little bit better than they are last night, but that is a good team. No, it's a great team, and I think to your point that's what happened, um, especially when you think about Kyle Shanahan, the adjustments that they made as the game went on um, and just all of the weapons that they have to protect but but first before I even get to the weapons because last week when I was in here I talked about the just the interior line and the 49ers were clearly the more consistently physical team up yeah. front and obviously wanted I just just watching because I played with Trent Williams in Washington and so I watched him a couple of plays he, he just tossing guys around pulling around throwing guys out the club and I mean their whole <laughs> offensive line did that several times and so you could just see it right you know when we think about you know J.J. Watt or Allen or Marcus Golden or Monday Sanders who had a really good game last week how many times did we see them outside of J.J. Watt creating that penalty in the first half, I really can't think of, man, they created a negative player, did something splashy in the backfield, right? Yeah. Um, and that's where, um, you know, for me, it, it really was the difference in the game. And then you think about it, the matchups. Uh, 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 Debo, uh, Christian McCaffrey, Brandon Ayuk, uh, Kittle. Kittle, <laughs> Kittle uh, who, who I know right. has been playing this year, but really seemed yeah. to come back last year. Then they night. got a couple of other young cats, you know, that you don't think much of, but when you put in the context of all those other guys, yeah. you know, they come alive. And so, I mean, you look at it one time, Zaven Collins was out there on Christian McCaffrey one on one. As soon as I saw it, I said, oh, he's going up top. I mean, yeah. it's just, and it's nothing against Zavin. It's just linebackers aren't meant to be in space like that with an athlete like that, especially at number one. You can almost guarantee he's going to either throw a fade, a slant, and went with the slant and got some yards, but just outmatched. And I think that's what really happened as the game went on, just being outmatched uh, with personnel and then defensively um, uh, with what the Niners were able to do. They just, you know, started getting after him. And because I think the first half, I mean, Hop was out there balling. Yeah. He Great throws. They was in there, you know, so. It was a, it was a one-yard differential in the first half yeah. between the two teams. And the time of possession actually favored the Cardinals. But, yeah, the second half, we saw the 49ers just impose their will. And it's it's discouraging, certainly, if you're a Cardinals fan because that's a team in your division 
And I know, I know there are injuries. I'm not trying to minimize that. There's a lot of injuries. It's it's absurd the injuries the Cardinals have. But regardless, there's other teams that are hurt. The Cardinals played the 49ers last night, and in the second half looked like they were in different leagues. And that's a team in your division, and that's, right. that's why it's discouraging. And to your point, it comes down to, and I know we'll get into this as the show goes on. This this effort, attitude, mentality, right? And so yeah, a guy may catch a ball, but I got to be able to tackle him and put him on the ground, right? And we talk about the 49ers leading the league in yards after catch. Probably contact last night, too. I mean, you just saw a lot of Cardinals guys just falling off and then leading to these explosive plays. And if you're an average defense, and I, and we will say that this defense is obviously a p- played above expectation, but if you're allowing a team that's that elite to not only catch the ball but then run, you know, 20 or 50 yards, you know, after yeah. the catch, it's not, a great, uh, it's not a great recipe for success. And it's hard to sustain it. And you're not getting any negative plays to maybe negate some of those big plays. And so uh, that's what happens. You get you get blown out and you get embarrassed. You get whooped to, to, to Hop's point on national TV. Yeah, here's Hop after the game to uh, Cam Cox of 12 News. Uh, the future is us, you know. Winning some games, man. You know, winning games. That's that's what everybody uh, want to do, and that's the goal. And you know, it starts at practice, but you know, obviously, that's that's every team's uh, you know goals to win games. So that was a look to the future. This was his assessment of last night. Got ass whoop. I mean, good old ass whooping. That's all it is. It's football. There was a better team today. I mean, he summed up the next four hours. Yeah, it's, the, it's the worst feeling. And and I've been on the field when you're getting blown out. I was uh, on the field when we played the 2008, you know, I'll date myself, when we played the Patriots, maybe it was seven, 2007, when they was undefeated. They had Randy Moss, and they put up like 50 points on us. Well, they looked and we unstoppable. Seven. Yeah, year, yeah, man. So, I mean, it's hard. I mean, you can feel it when you're out there just getting whooped. Nothing you can do is going well. Even if you're having a, a solid game yourself, you're looking around you, and it just feel so demoralizing because you're not putting it you're not seeing any fruits right no nothing on the scoreboard is telling you like oh I'm having a good game our team is playing well it, it wasn't like that for Hop at all last night and he could get a good sense of that yeah and, and you know there's the extra added layer to this now of it sure feels like the season's over I mean the season isn't over in the yeah. sense that there are six more games like I told you I told you that story about me right you know yeah. winning seven games straight to get in and we had to have help other way and so at this point I, I mean, nobody wants to hear that Playoffs? <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. Like, you, you lose a game like that and it's demoralizing, but normally, like, if that was week three of the season, you'd be like, okay, let's pick ourselves up. Let's beat some other teams. Maybe we'll see them again down the line. We'll be a better team. They'll be a different whatever. But now it's just kind of like, this was my thought in the second half of that game. So I kept having this thought of like, okay, you don't, you don't, you're not going to beat San Francisco right now. No. But if you had beaten the Rams when you held them to 20 points, or if you had split with Seattle, one of the time you held Seattle to 19 points one game and couldn't beat them. If you had won those games earlier this season where your defense was holding Philadelphia to 20 points and the Rams to 20 points and Seattle to 19, if you win one or two of those, two of those, I would say, then last night's game is okay. That sucked. Let's get ready for the Chargers. We're still in this. Right. But you put yourself in a position where you had to beat the 49ers right as the 49ers are rounding into form. Right. And that's why the you know the beginning of the season is important. You know, you always want to bank games. Even though you have to win in November, December, you know, right, to be on that trajectory of where you want to go as we're seeing with the 49ers, how yeah. they're starting to shift right now and starting to separate themselves and starting to climb into that elite category of teams in the NFC as well as the AFC for that matter. Um, and But you can't go back and talk about 
about, you know, the what ifs because this team is who they are. They haven't been good on offense all year, really, haven't been consistent, obviously, even minus hop. So why would we even ex- hindsight expect them to win those games? You know, they're just not built for that this year. And so what they have to do now is obviously, you know, obviously playoffs is a pie in the sky is possible, but unlikely, very unlikely. You have to be able to still manifest motiv- reasons to be motivated to get better. Right. And, and it always came back to right personal pride. How do I want to go out there and compete and, and allow people to judge me as, as who I was? And then also collectively as a team, we got to start moving in a, in a direction because the core pieces, especially offensively, will still be here, you know, next year. Most likely, you know, you think about Hop, you think about Kyler, you think about Hollywood Brown, getting him back on the field, getting uh, Rondell Moore healthy, right? And start building that chemistry in real life situations and not wait until the offseason to then, oh, we look good in shorts. We're feeling it. Everybody's flying around. Everybody's in the best shape ever. Right. (laughs) Always. Right. Start making that transition now in real game like situations and and find reasons to go out there and, and play better football. And you hate to do this, but even if it's like some spoiler type type mentality because you, you have to find ways to to galvanize guys because when when it's hopeless and you're hurt and you're beat up the game of football is hard yeah. so cliff is going to have to do some of his best uh psychological coaching yeah. over these next you know six or seven weeks to keep these guys locked in so it doesn't look like the team is giving up it's it's a really good point on the offense. We'll get more into this later on because the last thing I want to see is like, oh, okay, we're kind of shutting this down, guy down for the year. Oh, he could have played if it were in the playoffs, but we're shutting him down. We're resting him up. Like there, there's guys on this offense mm. that need to get on the same yeah, page. Don't, don't do that. They they especially you got to get your quarterback going because yeah. he is he is not taking a step forward this year at all. Do you know a high school student with great character deserving of a ten thousand dollars scholarship? We want to hear about them and how they make an impact on our community. So text character to six twenty six twenty and share their story. That's character to 620-620. We come back. What went wrong in the Cardinals' 38-10 Monday night football loss to the 49ers? We're going to take you through everything next with Big Red Reacts. It's Wolf and Luke, Lorenzo Alexander, in for Wolf on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All right, welcome back to the show. It is Wolf and Luke. Wolf will be along at noon. He is coming back from Mexico City, after all. Lorenzo Alexander, kind enough to step in for the first two hours of the show. And, and Zoe, I'm glad you're here because we can, we can. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to ask you questions as to what happened last yeah. night. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we can come to some some uh, solutions here. Before we get into all that, though, let's just kind of react to what happened last night. Let's relive it. I, I apologize with the way that second half of that game went, but let's relive it right now with Big Red Reacts. Wolf and Luke. Big Red Reacts. Reaction to yesterday's Cardinals game. Brought to you by Wico Casino Resort, where world-class action meets Ford Diamond Splendor. 40-yard field goal try for Matt Prater to give the Cardinals the lead. Snap a little high, but the ball is down, and the kick is up from Prater, and the kick is good. Snap to Jimmy G, drops back to throw, pumps, fires over the middle in the end zone, but it's a touchdown. Brandon Ayuk in between two defenders, pulls it in, and the Niners take a 6-3 lead. McCoy out of the gun, takes the snap, drops back to pass, looking over the middle, dumping it off. It's high, and it's picked off. Jimmy Ward picked it off in the redirection, far side, 45. They're going to mark him down. They're going to say he was down by contact. When you play a team like the 49ers, and you just have 
a little little room for error. Garoppolo waiting for the shotgun snap. He's got it. Back to pass. In trouble. Steps up. Lobs it deep right side. Caught by Kittle at the 15. Turns left to the 10 to the 5. Touchdown. Great play by Garoppolo. Stepped up. And when he stepped up, they lost Kittle on the back end. It's a 39-yard touchdown. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason why they're doing as well as they are doing. And, you know, we uh, we kind of did it in, in spurts, but we just got to be more consistent with it. Snap to McCoy. Handoff Connor up the middle. Lowers the shoulder. Drives the feet. Touchdown. James Connor gets in. And the Cardinals are back within five. And the extra point coming with 4.19 to play in the first half. It's tough sledding. That's a really good defense and they were able to play a lot of too high stuff and still kind of slow down the run. But then it just got away from us. The turnovers hurt, four downs. Not being able to convert, there was, we, it was the plays we knew we'd have to make and just weren't able to do it. Three receivers in the game. Niners lead 14-10. Garoppolo back to throw. Fires left side. Incomplete. And shaken up on the play is Isaiah Simmons. He was covering Samuel. He broke up the pass. And he is in some pain. 39-yard field goal try. Snap spot. The kick by Goldberg. Gold is on the way, and the kick is good. San Francisco extends its lead to 17-10. to Shotgun snap. McCoy drops back, looks over the middle, in trouble, and he's going to get sacked back at the 22-yard line by Bosa. That's probably going to end the half. Yeah, I think he just, you know, he, he took some shots, there's no doubt. Um, but uh, everything checked out in that tent, and so hopefully um, he'll be fine moving forward. Garoppolo under center takes, turns, play fakers, a pitch to Samuel on an end around far side of the 40. 35 cuts right, 30, 25, 20, far side, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. Great execution by the 49ers. They ran it, they ran it, they ran it. Here comes misdirection, off play action. And Debo Samuel on the end around 39 yards, touchdown. Shotgun snap to McCoy, four-man rush, throw over the middle behind Dorch, incomplete. Got to think that's on Dorch. And Colt McCoy not happy with him. He must have gone the wrong way. McCoy takes the shotgun snap, drops back to throw in second and nine, and he's sacked, had no chance. Drop back at the two-yard line. Boy, San Francisco, it's Givens. Had a couple of the guys unblocked there. Gibbons got back there to make the sack. It's a loss of 12. Garoppolo back to throw. Fires across the middle. Caught by Ayuk. It's a touchdown. He caught it at the five. Slipped the tackle by Marco Wilson. Into the end zone for a second score. And the Niners lead it 30-10 to 10 with 28 seconds to go in the third. There's not, not much to say at all. I mean, they... they they, they, they beat us real bad. They had a great game plan. Back to pass goes McCoy, gets hit. It's out of there, moving to his left, and tackled sack at the 37-yard line by Fred Warner. And, boy, it's a big hit on McCoy. How about the closing speed of Fred Warner? Here's play action. Garoppolo throws to Kittle, left side, caught at the 30. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. George Kittle puts it away. Here's McSorley throwing right side, picked off in the end zone. It'll be a touchback. Womack picked it off, took a knee. It'll come out to the 20, and that'll do it. Got ass whoop. I mean, good old ass whooping. That's all it is. It's football. There was a better team today. Yeah, there's uh, there's no arguing with that. 
So that last play, that or last touchdown rather, by the 49ers, that George Kittle 32-yard touchdown mm. that made it 38-10, to that was a play that I don't feel like happens earlier this season. It just felt like the defense, it just felt like everything at that point was just kind of broken, and San Francisco was exposing how broken everything was. And, you know, you hear Buddha after the game. We'll get into Buddha's comments a little bit later on, but it, it's, it felt like last season obviously ended in the playoffs. They got they got lit up by the Rams, and Buddha got hurt. And now last night, like, it just felt like Buddha. Like, it feels like once you break Buddha, that's the end of the season. Yeah, and, you know, um, even watching Buddha a little bit last night, it felt like he was pressing a little bit, trying to do too much. Because, like, even that, that, that first uh, Kittles touchdown, he's actually in zone, sees um, – Jimmy G stepping up and starts to come up and oh. then Jimmy kind of dumps it right and so I think if you if you have more confidence in your guys based on how you've been playing you're a little bit more patient in, in that sense right um, and then Marco Wilson misses another tackle right and I think that's another thing that this defense has started to and maybe the whole year they may be at the bottom of the league as far as giving up yards after the catch too I thought last year one of the things that they did great was minimize damage. So they may have given up a big play or you gay or give up maybe a 10-yard catch, but then they was getting guys down. That's something that they have missed this year, and you could it was on full display last night. And I don't know if it was the rain and the field. I know that's typically a soccer field, but the, the 49ers didn't have an issue with yeah, it as far fun. as tackling getting guys down. Um, outside of that, you know, the, the Dorch big play on the screen towards the end of the game. Um, so that is something that they need to revisit, the physicality of getting guys down and minimizing the damage. Because guys are going to make plays, but you can't allow a 10- or 15-yard catch turn into – a 50-yard touchdown, and then at the very least, you definitely don't want to be seeing guys giving up, pulling up, and I don't care if the game is over or not. You're not going to just keep running up to score on me, yeah. right? No, so exactly. To Buddha's point, right, what you're talking about, you see, uh, I believe it was like Hamilton, and I would have to watch it again, but it felt like the effort was kind of like – well, I'm going to throw my body in here. This is a big man running at me. He, The, the game is over, it right? It felt like more than one guy. Like I told yeah. you, it felt like you're playing Madden and the controller came out and everybody, everybody on your team just stopped. Stop, and they just right, yeah. Going. And so at that point, you know, it's it's, it's just hard to watch because then you just, you know, you defeat it. Morally, mentally, you know, yeah. everything is just a bad loss in, in and for it to be like that. six games, too. It's, it's not yeah. like, yeah. Know, last year, the worst game of the season was obviously the playoff game against the Rams and as much as it sucked, the season season was over. That, and that's the best part yeah. as far as when you play a bad game when you don't have to go in there and watch it yeah. from a player's <laughs> perspective. You, it may be beneficial, so I know that I, if I was a coach, the way that game ended, right, because you have two tails of two different halves, we're watching this game, and we're going to point out, guys, especially when you have a leader like Buddha talking the way he's talking uh, as far as effort, who shut it down? Yeah. Right, and when did that happen? Why? Why is your Why is your effort different in the first half than the second half? Because the film's not going to lie. Right, it's so not. You can find it. Yeah, it's going. It's going to tell you. Are you giving maximal effort? Are you changing speeds? Right, because that when you're dealing with a guy like Christian McCaffrey, Kittles, Brandon Ayuk, Debo, any any elite guy, if you give them a, just an inch of of space, they're going to take advantage of everything that you give them. And so you always have to be, and I know it's altitude, but you always have to be 
100% balls to the wall type mentality when you're playing those type of guys because at any time they can take one to the house and they did it last they did. night. Repeatedly. Yeah, yeah, so you just have to lay it all out there and be mentally tough. It felt like, and I feel like everybody was expecting a 49ers game where they kind of put all the pieces together. We've had Christian McCaffrey for a couple of weeks. Now we put him in with Eli Mitchell and we get Brandon Ayuk and we get Debo Samuel involved. And George Kittle really hasn't been as involved in the passing game, certainly as he was last night. And last night felt like the game where the 49ers just turned the corner. And now we'll see what they do for the rest of the season. But unfortunately, it was at the expense of the uh, of the Cardinals. Text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. When we come back, how would you assess Colt McCoy's second start of the season? And where do the Cardinals go from here at quarterback? We'll get into that and just the overall offensive struggles next. It's Wolf and Luke. Lorenzo Alexander in for Wolf on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf. And Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Welcome back to the show on this Tuesday morning. We will talk to Cliff Kingsbury at 145 as we do typically on a Monday after a Cardinals game. But, of course, with them playing on Monday, we're going to do it Tuesday. So we'll talk to him later on today. Wolf isn't here right now. He will be here for the second half of the show. Lorenzo Alexander is here right now. And uh, so I want to make sure I say this the right way because it's not a knock on Colt McCoy at all. But... I don't really want to see him again this season. And not because of how he played last night, but because right. now for me it's it's all about getting Kyler Murray to start taking steps forward again. Yeah, I mean, obviously, because that's, that's the quarterback of the future. Um, and to your point on uh, Colt, uh, all players, right, he obviously has the ability to play in the NFL, but everybody has some type of ceiling or capacity to their game, right? And right yeah. now, that's the that's that's the difference between good players and great players. Great players can make something out of nothing. Colt doesn't have that ability. I mean, I didn't have that ability when I played. I could get 12 and a half sacks, but could I be, am I considered like Von Miller or Aaron Donald? No, right? 12 so and a half di- sacks, though, pretty solid. Yeah, but they're t- <laughs> But there are different levels of, yeah. of guys and the ability to get to the pass rusher, just like there's different levels of quarterbacks and your ability to impact games. And that's why Kyler Murray was drafted so high, and that's who you invested all this money in. And so you want to see him get back out there. And to, uh, I think Kyle Vandenbosch made just this point last night. It might have been in, a, I don't know if it was post or pregame when he was on the radio, saying Kyler needs to be out there, right? There, you're, at this point, you're not going to be 100%, right? But I think the reps in live games, situations to build this chemistry with your guys and kind of fight your way out of this abyss collectively regardless if playoffs is as accessible to you or not I think is it would be essential obviously for him not only as a as a as a as a playmaker and a quarterback but from a leader perspective as far okay he's willing to put himself on the line even though yeah. nothing is, on, is out here and come in and be a part of this with us and not wait till you're 100% because with a hammy I don't know if you're ever going to be 100% and to his and to him, it may be even beneficial where let me throw from the pocket where I'm maybe not getting out as quick because I am hampered. Let me figure out what that looks like for me in live game situations. Yeah, it, that's that's it now. It's like, uh, look, I'm not a doctor, but generally speaking, if you play when you're not 100% with your hamstring, it's not like career threatening. You know what I mean? It's not going to be like, oh, he shouldn't have played. Right. And now, and I'm not saying he should have played last week or right, right, last right. night. And maybe he doesn't play this week against the Chargers. It doesn't sound like, at least according to what we were hearing yesterday, it already sounded like they had kind of made up their mind he wasn't playing against the Chargers. I don't know. But I'm just saying, 
what you were saying, what Kyle Vandenbosch was was saying last night, and I heard him on with Bickley and Murata say something similar this morning. There is value now to him being out there. And I'm not talking about value in the standings this season. Right. I'm talking about value like to his teammates. And like there was there was a lot of talk last season when the when the season ended against the Rams. Did Kyler not want to go back in? Did he not want to finish it? Because it's like okay, well it's done. I don't need to be out there. Like well, what about? Everybody else on the team is making less money than you, all of them. And they're all out there. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you got to be and, out there. And, and Buda Baker's already set the president as, a, as, a, as another leader on that team who's willing to go out there with the high ankle sprain and, and play through it. And everybody has different levels of pain tolerance, and I understand that. But you have to, in order for you to learn how to play better when you are not 100%, you have to play when yeah. you're not 100% and figure out different ways to adjust your game in order to still be successful. And that's what the great players are able to do. Um, and we all have to go through it. And so whether that's – I remember when I had a hamstring, and I'm and he's not even like running down on kickoffs and stuff like that. He can actually kind of control with some of the passing game and running game. Hopefully they can do that a little bit better. You know, I had a band on the back of my hamstring. They taped it to the top, taped it to the bottom of my calf, and almost became like an, another ligament for my hamstring just to get me through a game, right? I didn't have – the whole field yeah, on the kickoffs. Yeah, and I yeah. didn't have the luxury of, of – missing games uh the same way that you know some guys do so but doing things like that that may not be the smartest but obviously in a football sense it is because again we're talking about team chemistry you being out there you playing in order to get this team where it needs to be and growing together through this adversity which then can potentially pay dividends um next season because at this point you know just where they're at in the in the in the in the in the chances of them getting to the playoffs is 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 slim to none to me, he's the most important player now to see play the rest of this season because yeah. of everything you just said, because of developing. I mean, I'd like to see some sort of chemistry develop. He's got it with Hopkins. He's got it with Hollywood Brown. But how about all three of them on the field together at the same time at some yeah. point here, too? Um, because you're right. I mean, you are looking as as empty of a feeling as it is because it's not like you can carry any wins over to next season if you're not going to make the playoffs this year. But we did see last year, for whatever reason, it felt like, the way they finished last season carried over to the start of this season, whether it did or not. That's the right, way it looked. Right, um, right. But no, I mean, it, I, I know how conventional wisdom sometimes might be like, okay, if you're not going to make the playoffs, you know, don't risk your, your franchise quarterback getting hurt. But this, this is not. This is not Patrick Mahomes who's fully established. This is a guy you have paid like a franchise quarterback. Right. You need him to be a franchise quarterback. Right. You need, he needs still skill development, yeah. right? Some As far as pocket awareness, being able to get the ball in his hands quickly, things that we talked about what Coach did well last week. He needs to be able to adopt that for himself, whatever that looks like with, with his abilities, and so that this offense can be uh, multiple, right? It could be resilient as far as we can make some changes throughout it, throughout the game, and, what, and whatever that looks like and, and to your point I think RG3 was kind of talking about this off like what does that look like for Kyler even having him doing some things like him him installing it right and yeah. so whatever Try things that you right because at this point it doesn't matter so let's figure out what works for you the best way so that we can get the most out of who you are as a quarterback everybody's on the same page because at the end of that, it's all about being productive that leads to wins. And that's you got to try different things that are outside the box sometimes in order to achieve that. He's played nine games this season. He didn't play at all in the preseason. He wasn't real active during training camp. And, and, and I'm, not, I'm not saying it's because of that. I know there's a lot of factors. 
here. And yes, the yeah. injuries are a factor. And then there's there's been a lot. Like you talk about making something out of nothing. When you said that, I thought, man, they give they Colt was not in a position to succeed last night out there with very little. But Kyler Murray is who you are building around going forward. Whether you think they can or should get rid of Cliff Kingsbury or Steve Kime, Kyler Murray is going to be here. And so. He has not taken steps forward this year. He very clearly did last year. And each of his first three years in this league, he was getting better and better. This year, he just hasn't even really played that much. He played the nine games, but he didn't do anything in the preseason. He's now missing games here, and he is your biggest ticket to getting out of this going forward. And here's the other thing. Yes, he's getting paid a ton, but that's not really kicking in against the cap. That hasn't kicked in against the cap yet. So this is kind of your more complete team around him, at least in terms of what you can do financially. You get a year or two down the line, and he's going to be eating up a quarter of the cap. He's going to have to be a top, I don't know, six, seven quarterback in the league, right. and he's not right now. Yeah, because then he makes other guys better around him. So you can maybe take a flyer on a uh, a receiver yeah. that he's going like an Aaron Rodgers effect or a Tom Brady effect where these guys start playing better because he's throwing guys open. Yeah, And so I think that's, that's the most important thing over – uh, the next six, was it, six games yeah. left as far as his development is becoming a more impactful pocket passer, right? And adding that to his game. Never want to take away his X factor and his ability to scramble and get outside the pocket because all the, I mean, Josh does that. Um, um, Mahomes does that, right? All the guys that are young and guns these days can get out of the pocket and move around, but you also want to be able to impact it from the pocket as well. And so just creating that another aspect of his game. And so that's what I really want to see, that growth factor, and just doing some things differently at this point. Let's blow this thing up because it ain't working as far as structurally, the process. How do we prepare for games? And let's make a shift there so that we can start building and finding our identity so this thing doesn't trickle into next year. And we find some success, a positive uh, recipe um, to put together so that we can be, you know, the, the the type of caliber team that on paper that we all thought they would be this year. Yeah, yeah, you're going to have to change something uh, going forward and into next year for sure. When we come back, Cardinals defense struggled to stop the 49ers rushing attack and really their entire attack last night. What exactly happened? It's Wolf and Luke, Lorenzo Alexander in for Wolf on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All right, it's Wolf and Luke, Lorenzo Alexander in for Wolf right now as uh, as we look at that game last night. So I mentioned earlier, I feel like the Cardinals really, we, I think we all thought this in real time. But the last couple losses, it's, it's been driven home, and especially in the second half last night, the Cardinals really threw away opportunities in the first six weeks of the season. When they beat Vegas and Carolina, they had no chance against the Chiefs, but the defense held the Rams to 20 points before the Rams had completely fallen apart. Defense held the Eagles to 20 points. That team, just, it took until a week ago for them to lose their first game, and the defense held the Seahawks to 19 points, and in there, the defense was scoring points. Right. And, and the Cardinals lost all three of those games, and it puts you in a position now where you're asking a lot of your defense to go out there knowing your offense probably can't score a whole lot of points against San Francisco. You're supposed to slow that team down for a full 60 minutes and they couldn't do it last night. Yeah. um, And, you know, just last night, you know, the game in itself, 
you know, it was disappointing, especially when we think about, because, you know, if the offense isn't moving the ball and uh, going three and out or having short drives or turning the ball over and putting you in bad field position, you know, those are kind of excuses. But, you know, the the thing that I noticed big time, and I even text Aaron as soon as it kind of occurred last night, was um, just the physicality, especially that f- the beginning of the first or the second half when they came out, I think ran the ball six or seven times out of eight out of eight plays, right? And it was you know seven yards here, five yards here, nine yards here, and just physically putting their imprint on this game and dominating that line of scrimmage, and then they cap it off with a big Debo. Um, uh, reverse or in the round, and it just the lackluster of effort from the back end. Um, that was disappointing, and at that point, I was like, "Oh, the game is over." Because they double dipped on them too. Because they scored, I think, three points before the half. He yeah. came right back out, scored that touchdown, and they were dejected. And, and then, then Cliff felt like he had to go for, go for it on fourth down oh, the next yeah. series, right? And then because yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was twenty four ten, you looking up, and the game was over. But it, not only did it was it on there, but we I also saw like knowing Kyle Shanahan from the Washington days and Mike Shanahan, their philosophy is about receivers blocking, and so you're not going to just be a receiver on a team that can just catch balls, and so you see him finishing off runs. You see him blocking downfield and just rolling guys over. Yeah, and so push the Cardinals around. Yeah, and so when that happens, you're not going to stop the run game. I mean, it's just nothing you it's nothing you can do at that point um, besides somebody stand up and make a play, which never occurred in the game to really shift that momentum. It didn't happen in from the defensive line, linebackers. Uh, you know, Buda Baker was trying everything he could, uh, but it just wasn't anybody stepping up to say enough is enough and when it rains it pours and I've been on, I've been in games like that where you just can't do anything to stop them and, and, it's, and you just kind of got to get through it as best you can and, and move on to the next week. Cliff Kingsbury after the game was asked about that first 49ers drive of the second half if that just if that did something to the Cardinals. I thought they had a great drive obviously a great play call there um, but we got to find a way to respond you know I think even then it's 20 to whatever um 10 or 24 10 uh you're in the game and i didn't think offensively we were able to come back and respond the way we needed to yeah that's it i mean we, we, obviously we have cliff on every week and we had him on last week we asked him about the fourth downs again and and he said flat out look i don't want to keep i'm over going for it on fourth downs we right. said i don't we're in the position where we have to keep doing it and you know you can take issue with that over maybe the whole season i'm sure you could point to fourth downs where it's like did you really have to go for it there but last night they were on their their heels and you know yeah it is only 24-10, and maybe you're not going for it if your offensive line is healthy and Kyler's in there and you have Hollywood Brown. Maybe you think, but, I mean, last night they just kind of went into desperation mode and not, like, the good kind of desperation mode. Yeah, I mean, and even on that, I mean, they did make them punt the next time, but you just don't have any confidence in your defense, and so that's why you're going for it at that point because you see what they just did come out of the half. Like, uh-oh. Well, we gotta we gotta create some type of spark. If the defense isn't able to create that spark, we have to create it ourselves. And getting this fourth down conversion is could be that spark. And at this point, it looks like we're gonna win or lose this game. And so this has to be the moment where we take a stand. So I'm not even mad at him for going for it there because no, I mean, you can just have yeah. the feel of the game of it. It's like we need something there's to occur positive. Of other for times us. he's gone for it on fourth down where I'm like, what are you doing? Last night it was like, yeah, you, you probably have to. Yeah, you yeah, to. You, had, you had to. And obviously it didn't work out. Um, I think it was a little bit of miscommunication. I think that was the fourth down play. Um, George turns in. Uh, 
uh, Colt McCoy throws it to the right, thinking yeah. that he's going to break the other way because of the defense. And so, again, those are the little things um, that add up to big things over time because they happen throughout the game, right? That's the lack of consistency in the other games you're talking about that have occurred early in the season where those extend drives, uh, those allow you to get, you know, maybe touchdowns or field goals to put up enough points to beat some of those teams that you were able to hold down. And so those are the things that they have to continue to clean up because it's already hard enough to win this league versus you having mental mistakes. And you can see it on George's face after the play. You're like, oh, yeah, I missed that. I missed that one, right? And those plays matter regardless of what you did before or after that because that was a significant shift, I think, once again in the game. And he's one of those guys, too, that, that, you know, if DeAndre Hopkins runs the wrong way, okay, we'll get him next time. Probably getting the ball in the next play, right? Greg Dorch yeah, yeah, has yeah. already seen this season. If he messes up, he might not play for a while. Now, they don't have any players left, so he's he's going to have to play. And he had a really good game last night other than that play. He's He's been pretty good when they've had to turn to him this season. But, yeah, and a player in that position, that mental error weighs on you so much more than, okay, yeah, I'm DeAndre Hopkins. I'm just going to get nine more targets on this right. drive anyway. Uh, Zach Allen, after the game on the Cardinals radio network, they asked him what made tackling so much so much more difficult uh, for the Cardinals seemingly uh, last night. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, they got players. You know, you could say it's a bunch of different things. But, you know, at the end of the day, we just got to be better about that. I also asked him about the altitude. Yeah, you definitely could feel it um but you know you know they're dealing with the same altitude we are so you know we can't use that as an excuse so you know i mean we play in denver but you know luckily you know that's not really a factor you know rest of the year or the foreseeable future so you know we'll just uh you know just leave that behind us i wasn't on the field obviously i'm just gonna bring this up now because i can see it becoming a story you know the 49ers went up to the air force academy they were training yeah. at altitude yeah. all that that I, I'm sure. I'm sure Zach Allen and he said right there. I'm not using it as an excuse. Right. I'm sure. I'm sure it didn't help in the second half. San Francisco looked like they were in a different league last night. In the second yeah, half. because they were winning. Yeah. And when you're willing and, and and things are rolling for you, you you feel different. You ain't worried about being tired and not man. Yeah, yeah, man. Give me another ball, man. I just I just had a ten yard run. Give me the ball again, regardless yeah. if you're tired or not. Because uh, I mean, I saw uh, Debo. He, he he called for somebody to come out, but then the quarter ended. So then he stayed on the field. Yeah, then he was fine. Right. It's fine, you know. So it, it affected both teams because, you know, obviously, I think JJ um, talked about this in the pregame presser yesterday too. Unless you at altitude for a significant extended amount of time, you know, a week to two weeks, you, your body really doesn't adjust, right? You may be um, maybe going to Colorado, maybe help them from a mental standpoint of okay, let me deal with it a little bit more often, yeah, right? Like and they so, didn't believe it would be an issue even because they trained all week, right? Or you felt what it felt like. You yeah. got a chance to see what it felt like. So your body still may not have adjusted, but mentally, I know what I'm going to feel like, and this is how I'm going to push through. This is I'm going to have somebody come out when I feel like this. This is going a little bit too far. So maybe from a strategic standpoint, from an individual player, they know how hard they can push themselves given being in it versus not being in it, if that, if that makes sense. No, it does, because it, it, if nothing else, it's just like, you know, if you have like a big presentation or a big day at work the next day, if you feel prepared, then you already have taken out that sort of self-doubt in your mind. And the 49ers were obviously prepared. Do I think that made a difference that they trained at altitude? No, I mean, the score was 38 to 10. (laughs) Maybe maybe knock three points off into 35 to 10. Uh, One more from Zach Allen on the Cardinals radio network talking about the 49ers 
emphasizing the run in the second half last night. Yeah, I mean, it's just kind of one of those things right now where it's, you know, it's kind of tough to, you know, analyze it. you got to watch the film, everything like that, see where it was hitting. But, you know, give them credit. They made adjustments, and, uh, you know, it's a good football team. And, you know, we get to play them again, so we got to make our adjustments. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. They do play them again in Week 18. We we may very well look back when the season's over, Zoe, and say it ended in Mexico City against the 49ers. But, again, I would say if you won some of those earlier games, then last night, last night you can almost treat us like, whoa, okay, wake-up call. You lost 38-10. to 10. There's a measuring stick game against the team in your division if you were 7-3 and three going into that game. But they were not. They were basically on the ropes and had to win. And San Francisco made a statement to start that second half, and they just continued for the full 30 minutes in that second half. Yeah, and that's and that's just where they're at right now. Um, they're not a very good football team. I mean, that's at the end of the day, that's what you got to take from it. We're not a very good football team. We just played the measuring stick. This is the measure, right? They're healthy. They got all these weapons. They just got Christian McCaffrey. Everybody's expecting them to to now win this division based on the way they're playing. And here's our chance to kind of measure ourselves. And we're not playing good enough football right now to be able to be in the same um, conversation. And so that's what needs to be starting to change. How do we become a football team that can compete with this team by week 18? And I don't know where the Niners will be if they're going to be competing for a first-round buy or not, if they're going to play everybody in Week 18, if they yeah. need to or not. But that should be the next test, right? This was baseline. This is where we're at right now. Let's make sure that we can develop so that we're. Com- if they put everybody out there, we're competing in Week 18. It's not getting, getting whooped on national TV. That's a team, that San Francisco team, that almost made it to the Super Bowl last year, and the Cardinals swept them in the regular season. Now, they didn't have Christian McCaffrey. And the Cardinals were right. not beat up. But, I mean, yeah, <laughs> that should be a team that you're able to keep the game close with, at least. Sort of like the first half. Like, if you ended up losing the game by a score and it all played out the way the first half did, right. it, it's still a loss, but you, you're you coming out of it like, okay, we're not, it's, it's not that far. Like, right now, and I'm sure it feels different internally, or at least I hope it does. Right now, from the outside looking in, it's like... It's not one thing. It's not two things. Okay, we got to fix this and this. It's like it feels like everything's broken, right? Yeah, now. it's a multitude of things. I mean, you know, you know, running to the ball, effort, being able to tackle well, uh, you know, being able to protect up front when you got you know four to five backups as offensive line. You know, being able to run the ball. I mean, it's a multitude of things that they're not doing. Um, you can't turn the ball over. I know it was just one turnover last night, but you can't turn the ball over no versus Mar- no. Yes, yeah, it's small, and then you don't have anybody outside of hop really that's going to have that special play and that's why it's so important that Kyler's back in there Alright, when we come back we'll switch gears to basketball a little bit. Should Suns fans be concerned about Chris Paul's availability early on this season? We're going to ask the co-host of Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Jay Williams joins us next. It's Wolf and Luke Lorenzo Alexander in for Wolf on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader